0: Welcome. This is the Art Grind Podcast. This is a podcast run by artists, for artists, where we talk about what it means to be one. My name's Sophia Kayafis.
1: I'm Marshall Jones.
0: And we're here with our producer, Tony Miai. We're three artists that live and work in New York City. And this is being recorded on the fly, in between our many jobs and creative endeavors. We use this podcast to ground us in a space where there are so many ways to lose yourself. So join us. We have real conversations with artists we admire on The Art Grind. Welcome back, Art Grinders. It's good to have you with us another week. I hope you've been making stuff, getting inspired. It's starting to get warm outside, too, which is pretty nice. Um, This week, Marshall and I interviewed Anna Park. Okay, now, Anna is a super talented artist. She works mostly in charcoal, and she identifies as a drafts... Lady, okay. Now, if you don't know this woman, you need to figure out who she is. She's only 25, okay. She draws like you wouldn't believe. You gotta go to her website, look her up, anaparkart.com. Just check it out before we even start talking, so you have an idea of what we're thinking about. It was really eye opening to have Anna talk about her process. She was so open, oh my gosh, and she speaks with such clarity. So, if you're a painter, I mean, of course, if you're a draftsman too, but if you're a painter, you better get some pen and paper out and take some damn notes on this woman. She's just got so much insight on making images. It's another thing we talked about. It's hard to talk about drawing without it being in the context of painting. You know, why is it that we can only look at drawing through the lens of painting? We also touched on what it feels like to stay true to the work and stay present with the work. You know, even when you have a ton of pressure on you from an audience, which Anna knows quite well at this point because she's got a lot of successes going for her. I love the bonus questions. Marshall was killing it with bonus questions. You guys are going to love this. There's not even a break in it. We just go. It's great. Enjoy.
2: Hey, our Grain listeners. I have a quick announcement to make before we jump into the interview. Have you ever thought about creating an online course for other artists? I'm excited to announce a new offering with our past guest, Raphael Holster of Artist Catalyst to present Course Catalyst, a personalized program to create your own amazing art course. We've combined our skills and strengths to offer this unique program. Together, we're gonna guide artists through the process of the technical setup, planning, recording, and web hosting to get their course from ideation to implementation quickly. If you've always wanted to share your talents by teaching online, recording a course is an amazing journey which allows you to teach your specialty once, and sell it hundreds of times. to get your own art course live and selling as quickly as one month, apply for the Course Catalyst program at artistcatalyst.com/cc. If you want to see us in action, join us this month on July 18th at Vision X Live, as we do a case study of one of our hosts Dina Brotsky's successful video course, Insights for Artists. You'll get a rare opportunity to see how the magic of marketing is used to propel a course to success. Sign up for the Vision X Live and bookmark us. I'm going to provide all the links on the website. We'd love to catalyze your course with you. See you guys there.
1: Hello. Hey Anna, how's it going?
3: Good. How are you?
1: Good to see you. Good
3: to see you guys too. <laughs> Virtually now. I guess.
1: Yeah, this I know. How have you been? How's that, How's everything gone with all this stuff?
4: Uh, it's been okay.
3: Like, um, yeah, I guess just like trying to keep my sanity up amongst like, I don't know, these weird times. Yeah. Yes. But just trying to make work and, uh, yeah, not go too insane. How about you guys?
1: <laughs> uh, boy, same thing. How, how do you feel you're, uh, keeping your sanity? I was asking, how, how do you feel you're keeping your sanity? Do you have any uh, tricks or any, uh,
3: um, you know? A lot of crying, probably. I
4: mean,
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's Crying more, out? I don't know. I mean, I think I had to get to a point where I, uh, I didn't, I had to tell myself, okay, just because you're afforded like a lot of this, you know, now time, more time and like, solitude of like working doesn't mean I have to be like exponentially more productive mm. at the end of the day you know because like, I was like oh wow like you know you're afforded this like very studio time and but you know like the mental aspect of it like um like it still affects you in the studio you know like with everything going on um mm. externally and yeah it's just more like being kinder to yourself because I usually get like oh why am I not doing this or like making work constantly and like um
1: yeah. A lot of people that we've talked to on the show have have mentioned that same thing, like the being easy on yourself. Whatever you produce is is good enough because times are so strange.
4: Yeah. Um,
1: do do you get um like inspiration by going out, you know? You're in New York City. Was that a part of your art making? Just going out and seeing things and bringing it back into the studio?
3: Um, I think it, it maybe I can't help but let it affect my work. I wonder if it's like a direct, um, like I'm like doing a direct translation of my experiences. I think they kind of just bleed into the work almost subconsciously. I think mm. prior, when you know New York was New York you know bustling like groups of people uh, and you're like immersed in like a packed train um all the time it's just uh I happen to be making a body of work that uh was like a reflection of that you know like these masses of crowds and um and I still do it in like a um like different way stylistically but uh maybe just retaining like it just has a different read to them now, um, because that feels very foreign to us. You know, we've almost been in this like year of, uh, like we've adjusted to this like new reality. Oh god, I hate that term uh. too. This like new reality of things. <laughs> you know? yeah.
1: but, all the all the new nomenclature that's come with this virus is insane. Like, yeah. I've learned so yeah. many new. It feels
3: terms. like cliche now. No, I'm just like
1: absolutely. Yeah.
5: but I I heard it. An artist um, recently referred to a snow day during COVID as "snowvid." And I, <laughs> That's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> I haven't heard that before. It's like, I like a little play on words, you
3: know. Always like it's, <laughs> it's always nice. Gotta <laughs> like yeah. get creative, you know. Like this is like part of the whole keeping sanity.
5: thing. <laughs> it's pathetic. It's like it's like the snow, the ice. covid madness ambulances going zooming by the front of my apartment
2: (laughs) oh yeah
3: it just feels like i don't know it feels so um distant like like a year ago what we were doing now uh like what we were doing i'm like i don't i can't remember i like i can't remember like last month like the time like time or days like seem to bleed into one another and it's just like uh I don't know. Or maybe I'm just more adjusting to like getting like being out of school now, too. So um, kind of, uh, I don't know, like readjusting to like a schedule where it's not structured by school um, Mm -hmm. and combination of like COVID times, I guess. So, yeah, yeah, (laughs) because
1: you you were out right when this started. Right. That's when you graduate, like last year. Right.
3: Yeah, yeah. So we had a Zoom graduation (laughs) because everything went under lockdown, I believe, like second, maybe our last semester. Um, But yeah. And then I I had actually moved out to a studio in Bushwick, like kind of middle of the year of my second year, um, Mm. right before everything shut down, which is like, yeah it was really strange. I don't know. Everything happens so fast, I think. Um, yeah. That
1: seems like a lot for you, actually, like to leave a community and a, and a routine and then enter into COVID lockdown with what <laughs> are you going to do with your work? That's pretty intense.
5: Yeah, because you have all this momentum and like you're also, I'm imagining like when I graduated, I was so full of like ambitions like oh i'm gonna be i'm gonna do i'm gonna create and then you're just stuck in this
3: (laughs) now you stay you stay in this box (laughs) in this like white box and i'm just like holy shit like i'm going crazy you know like (laughs) you really get to know yourself you know and i'm just like oh i'm like now i'm faced with uh like the madness or i don't know like all like or like the structure, I I guess I took for granted that when you're in school and, you know, being um, like around your friends, Mm. it's a a lot more of a proactive effort, you know, to meet or to see the people around you um, too. So, yeah, Mm. it was weird. I don't know. I'm I'm like, I'm fairly like um, uh, introverted or like I, I, uh, you know, like a lot of like social things like make me, really anxious so in a way i was like oh this is kind of (laughs) nice for the first couple of weeks you know like i can like truly invest myself into my um what my work but you know i think it's just innately human for us to be interacting with one another too so
4: Mm -hmm.
5: what's your studio schedule like right now um it's pretty all over the place i mean i just tend to come here
3: every day i live like 10 minute walking distance from here but i end up sleeping here most days uh i don't know it's just like my now my schedule's been uh like i'll i'll work till maybe like three or four in the morning and i'll like sleep and wake up and then like get back to i don't know it's just like it's kind of all over the place now and i'm like oh i should shower <laughs> <laughs> and I
5: done that in like three days. So it, sounds, <laughs> it actually sounds dreamy to me. I guess that's the, the romantic in me. Oh, yeah.
1: It yeah, sounds I mean, like a movie. It sounds like some sort of a a uh, insomnia movie. Like, I just, it feels like one day would just go to the next and you have no idea what, what month it is.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, it's like, um, I have to remind myself, I'm like, so wait, what, What like, does it even matter what day it is at this point? Like, what are weekends? Like, what, I, you know? Um, yeah. And then I'm like, I have to remind myself, oh, well, I should go out or like <laughs> be amongst human beings uh, at least once, you know, like, and I just, yeah.
1: Wow, well, that's interesting. Do, do you have any, like, cause Sophie and I were talking and it's kind of exciting talking to you because you do, you are quite a bit of momentum behind you in terms of the work. At least it looks like to me. Um, do you have any thoughts about what the gallery world or what, where your work will go when the pandemic is over? Do you have any, any well. thoughts about that?
3: Um, oh, dang, that's like, that's (laughs) that's like, it's pretty, big. (laughs) I don't don't know. (laughs) It's it's a great question. (laughs) I wish, I wish I knew, you know, like, it's, um, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think I was fortunate enough, like, even during the pandemic, like, uh, I had a couple projects in line, like, you know, obviously schedules got, um, adjusted. You know due to everything going on and um mm-hmm. yeah it seems like weirdly the art world has been still trekking along you mm-hmm. know in the midst of everything i feel like we're we're really in a lucky place to be in a profession where people seem or maybe it's just people are just bored now and they're just like at home they're like okay like might as well like go look at some art well it uh, albeit it's online which is not the most ideal it's not ideal at all to be viewing it um, through a screen. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. I guess, I guess your original question was like where it's going in gallery terms or like? Um,
1: well, uh, I guess it's two part. I had a, um, a kind of an interesting thought that actually came from a Ken Burns quote of all things. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that, you know, he's a big American, uh, I guess, what would you call that? Not a biographer, historian, an American historian. And he was saying the the biggest events in America, the like seismic shifts were, number one, the the pandemic of, uh, no, it wasn't. It was the Great Depression. Then it was World War II. Which those were right back to back, actually, you know? Yeah. Then there he would say this COVID thing. And I think he says 2020 as like Trump insurrection, you know, all the things that
4: happened.
1: And COVID on top of that is just, we're like, I think about the artwork that came out after. World War II and the de- in the Depression was abstract expressionism, you know, the old forms weren't good enough anymore, and people like de Kooning and Hartigan and all these people were breaking through to something brand new, yeah. something that people had never seen, and I keep wondering about, well, what's that going to look like for us, like, you're in your studio, Sophie is in hers, I'm in mine, we're not seeing people, we're just kind of making things, and of course, there's social media, but I can't help but wonder on the backs of this what, or speculate what it'll look like, you know?
4: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's
3: a, I wonder that too. I mean, like I, um, the cynic in me, I think it's kind of going to be, going to be not uh, like the same, I don't know, like, or, or maybe we're, um, like after we're out of all of this. Just because I, I think it's um they're so uh we're like so oversaturated with so much different type of work. Like I, I don't know about, about these like big movements that will be bred out of um mm. this huge life event in a way or um yeah, I don't know, because like the commodification of art is like still rampant, if not even more, you know, the I, I don't know the, um um yeah, I don't know, like, do you think it's going to be this, uh, like, a different art movement that will be coming
4: out of?
1: Well, I would hope, you know, I mean,
4: yeah.
1: it, in my, in my most ideal presentation of it, but my fear is, and I think you were, you were saying that, if I heard you right, like, it does feel like the differences, like, where social media and things, it feels like you find your little lane and do it and there's just a billion lanes and it's hard to think of one cohesive movement coming out of something that there had been so many historically and you can kind of trace oh this thought led to that and then these people did that on the backs of that you know sort Mm -hmm. of on the shoulders of giants sort of thing and it feels like people of my and certainly your generation, it's just way more fragmented and kind of you do your thing and some people pay attention and others others won't, you know?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of, you're finding your own uh, like community of some sorts, you know, like what kind of conversations do you want to be a part of? Uh, Because there's so much out there, you know? And um, I think if, yeah, social media is like good and bad in that way too um like it it makes everything so readily accessible it's changed i think the relationship between gallerist and artists um mm-hmm. and uh but it's it's also like a great way to find like people that share like common ideals of what you want to be making work about um
1: well, you said something interesting there about like finding, finding what you want to say or the types of conversations you want to have. I think that's what you said. And I was struck by how, how much you've done that. Like, I remember uh, one of those whatever little crit days at, at school or something, I came into your studio and it, found, it felt like you had found something pretty, pretty unique and pretty cool. Like, um, what what do you think that is? Like, what makes your work sort of pop out a little bit? Uh,
3: I don't know if it pops. <laughs> I think it's more like, maybe, uh, maybe within that environment, what I was taking the, the idea of drawing, um, like, in an obsessive way. And perhaps, like, I was in the middle, midst of, like, so many great painters, you know, and um, maybe in that way, I was like stubborn enough to uh, bring drawing into the fore- foreground, oh. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure if it was like an intentionally, like I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be like super different. It, it just felt like uh, like a path that I I wanted to explore. Um, and I, I just had these like constant questions about like the medium and like the extent of what like drawing can be so uh and i think at a certain point a lot of professors at school were just like you know what you're just gonna do your own thing (laughs) i don't know because i got got that question a lot like why why drawing or like why are these like preliminary drawings for paintings like you know like when are you gonna start painting now Um, um yeah and i like i i totally understand i still get those questions to this day you know um like i love painting i love looking at paintings like Uh, But yeah, it just felt unresolved yet, like with my relationship with drawing. So that's why I kept reaching back for it. Uh, But I remember that crit. That felt like forever ago. I guess I think I was just like ball of anxiety, and you're like, "It's gonna be okay." (laughs) 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 And I'm like, "Oh
5: no."
1: (laughs) Yeah, I felt like that's all I had to say in that crit. Like, you're you're gonna be fine. Like, this looks good.
5: Sometimes I'm that's what
1: like, you need oh, to
3: hear. And I'm like, I'm like, this, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. And I do,
1: I do want to talk a little more about drawing, but I, if I could, like, clarify that question a little more, because you answered it with like the medium, but I do think that there's some quality to your work. What I, I don't know, I wouldn't speculate on what it is, but there is something that it's engaging, I, I would imagine you could do it with paint just as well as, as charcoal. So I don't feel like it's just the medium. Like what, what are you, maybe, maybe it's best to ask that question back to you. Like, what are the conversations you wanna be involved? Maybe that's what's informing it, you know?
3: Um, I guess I'm most interested in the, like, being able to, like, like, this is like a metaphor, kind of, like, it, when you're with your, like, your closest friends, you could be talking about anything, right? And it's, like, you could just be engaged and be talking forever about it. And I feel like with my work, it's, I'm not saying anything that we don't know about. These are kind of just, like, experiences that we've all been through, living through, uh, because it's, like, a direct kind of response to my experiences, but I'm I'm hoping to tie it in like of a universal way. Um, But I don't know, I don't know what I I feel like I just want to be around people that are making genuine work. And that sounds so like broad, Mm -hmm. I guess, like, like non pretentious, (laughs) I don't know um because drawing is i feel like very straightforward you're not really hiding behind anything it's very much like like you're uh like on i feel very naked with the work you know like i i'm like it's because of the monochromatic palette too It's, it's just like there's no um or like like there's no like meat to paint it's truly just like line value and mass on the page So it's more of an additive process, mostly. Um, Like, even if I erase, like there's going to be ghost images of the drawings too.
5: But there's such rich images. Um, It's not like there's nothing for you to hide behind in a way. Like, when I look at your drawings, they feel so full, like they're going to explode. And they, they changed, I think they've changed the way we see drawings (laughs) at least the way i see drawings they they feel like they have resonance and they have the strength of a painting maybe it's the size maybe it's the subject matter maybe it's i don't know the skill or the thought that goes into these but they stand up against paintings and that's so hard to do that's so hard to do with a drawing i think i can't imagine like i love that
4: i think
3: there was like um like I had, there was like a school tour happening and somebody, uh, I had my headphones in, but um, the music was off. And I think the person giving the tour was just like, oh, okay, yeah, like she, Anna makes these like like really large, obnoxious drawings. Um, because, you know, <laughs> it's really hard to make like drawings, you know, uh, uh, be serious without the scale or the dramatic, the, you know, because that was part of my, like, Because I got so much of like, oh, why aren't you painting it? Why aren't you painting it? And I was just, I wanted it to bring drawing as kind of like, oh, this is just it. You're going to look at it as what it is. It's not a means to an end, you know? Like, and, um, oh, like, I'm drawing is not just strictly to the medium, but it's just like the idea of it, you know? Like, a lot of painters have more drawing within their work versus, I feel like there's a lot of drafts. People that draw as they would paint, you know, so
4: it, it's just yeah, I don't know, but I'm hoping um
3: it I can just be part of the drawing conversation of like what contemporary drawing or like being the being in the lineage of those people, what it can be it's it's just yeah, I think historically it's been so. Um, you know, that's like more of like a sketching type of...
5: Yeah. I, ...to go to painting. I've been literally told like that I cannot consider a drawing to be as as priced like a painting and to not, not pursue drawing as an artist because I can't sell it the way I can sell a painting. And I look at the success you've had with your drawings and I'm like, fuck that. They were wrong. <laughs> And I, I think there, that it's, it's just uh, small-mindedness, really. I like that you're stubborn about it. And you're saying, this is it. Deal with I it. I know. Mean, and like, then it is.
3: I, I was like, like, why is there such like a hierarchy of... I mean, I understand, you know, um, it's been... It's not. not it's not that, <laughs> that way. You know, but I think there has to be just like more of an open dialogue of like, what... Like, is it, what does it really mean? Like, you know, like, are you looking at it just for the material properties of it? Or are you look, actually looking at my work, you know? Mm.
2: Um, mm.
3: Because I, to this day, I, you know, I'll have either collectors or uh, even galleries being like, like they'll, they're kind of like shy away because their drawings are all like over here that uh, like they don't even want to look at it because it's a drawing or buy. It. And I'm just like, that's fine. You know, it, it doesn't, uh, I. Like I wouldn't want it to be in their hands anyways if they if they don't treat it. but also I've like made very like deliberate choices along the way too, because I knew the conversation that I would be having about like like, oh, but they're not paintings, you know, like the switch to the panels, um, like I wanted something more substantial that I can like uh, move around like a painting. I hate, I hate even thinking that I oh, like a painting, you know, like, because that choice was like came out of um, like, you know, I used to like um, frame all my drawings behind glass, but there was a lot of like texture and like um, little details that would be lost behind. It's like, a, like, you know, you're putting a condom over your drawing. <laughs> so <I was> just, <laughs> how can it be viewed without that? Like, I want the experience to be as intimate as I'm making the work. So I decided to switch over to the panels and getting them spray fixed so it would be like safe to be mm. hung just as is. Like mm. those kind of choices that I understood, like okay, the like when I whenever I was have studio visits, like then they wouldn't be asking more technical questions, they'd be asking more questions of the work. Like, oh, oh yeah. well, this would cost like X, Y, and Z to frame. And I'm like, that would take up like an hour of <laughs> our conversation. I'm just like, you know, there's a lot more that I would want to explore about the work, not like the technicalities, which is, yeah, I understand why they would do that. Well,
5: that kind of brings me to um, a question about culture and pop Mm -hmm. culture and just American culture, (laughs) the emptiness of American culture. (laughs) And that's something that um, your images kind of jerk me into thinking when I'm looking, especially the ones with the the parties mm. and the people kind of losing themselves. They're complete. They're so lost. It's there's it's truly sorrowful this scene, and it's so full of excitement and chaos and craziness. But there's no the, the humanity is broken in a way. Images. Do you think of, are you, are you thinking about that? Uh, could you talk about the content a little bit? I mean,
3: as I'm like drinking a Diet Coke, it was just like the epitome of <laughs> 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 Americana. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, do. I mean, those, those party images kind of uh, was brought out of like me, uh, you know, shining a light on these moments where it is so glamorized, like in on TV, and you know, I would, when I would be watching, like Disney Channel, what, back in Korea, I would like imagine, like, oh, this is what like high school in America is gonna be like. You know, if this is gonna, this is what it's gonna feel like when I'm going going like clubbing here in New York and like doing all these drugs and like, and you know, when you come back home, it's just like, oh, it's it's you're still just as lonely. You know what I mean? Like you're mm-hmm. in the midst of all these people and it's. Kind of like, are you really present, you know, with yourself? Or are you, do you even know, are you even having fun? I mean, I think the first uh, year or two when I came to New York, I was like, I just want to experience everything and all and be amongst like, like I I was just so hungry for that kind of energy that I didn't have back in Utah. So I was just like, but, you know, after a while, like I realized I'm not, actually like fully experiencing these things Mm. um like fully i'm just like performing it felt like a performance i don't know Mm. so whoa um,
5: that's kind of cool like the like mm. like capitalism as ritual yeah (laughs) 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 a ritual you don't understand
1: (laughs) oh my god that's so funny what a funny idea it's great
5: (laughs) oh god (laughs) But that makes me want to ask it's you. I'm gonna pressing now. I don't... No, I'm gonna <laughs> press deeper. I'm pressing deeper, Ella. Here I come. This is my the second part of my question. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna just tell you. You know, I showed my work recently to some students, and I had just met them the first day. They were like, "We want to see your work, Miss said, Okay, so I put up, and I realized immediately I should not have put it up. But I'm clicking through, and I'm looking at their faces. They look concerned. Oh, By the time no. I get to the end this kid goes, "Are you okay, Mrs.?" <laughs> 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 and then I said, "Yes, I'm fine." Like I wanted it's to amazing. say yes, but I still am thinking about it. I'm like, "No, I'm not fine. That's why I'm making <laughs> work. I'm not okay." Like, <laughs> and I, that's I what makes make great work
3: though, you know? Like we're like where else will we channel all of our anxieties and um, our I, I don't know, concerns with like how the world is imploding? right now, you know, into the practice. I feel like that's probably, you know, like, I don't know. That's very sweet that they would be concerned about your well-being. They're like, I, I'm not sure if my professor
4: is doing okay.
5: <laughs> but I guess my question is like, do you feel, like these these images, they really make me feel anxiety when I'm looking at them oh, in no. a good way. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I, then I'm like, I'm wondering: Are you anxious? Are you Are you feeling the way these images are being propelling, out, you know, out from the the picture plane? They're, they're just. Is yeah. that how you feel, or is this like a a style? Say, like, yeah. Oh, um. No, I, I think I am
3: probably very very anxious on the spectrum of like (laughs) but I think that's what's like most artists right um,
4: yeah
3: that's what I try to tell myself I don't know I mean um, yeah I think that this constant overwhelming feeling um, that I've always really had but now they're like like different set of problems or obstacles I have to go through like navigating through Things professionally um, and with my personal relationships, and on top of that, like being um, present enough, like in the studio with my work, you know, kind of just trying to tune out all the noise. So I think that's why maybe the work is very noisy and like anxiety provoking because it is just like my only outlet in a way. Um, Yeah. I, it's like a very manic, like, way of working, I was, like, listening to um, an interview by Cicely Brown, and she, one of, she was saying one of her critics were, say, describing her work as uh, soup, and she was, like, well, I'd rather, like, think of it, they're, like, pizza, you know, like, she's, like, just putting, like, more toppings on it, <laughs> and I, I love that, you know, like, I'm, like, that's true, it just feels like I'm, like, constantly like like, nitpicking or like oh I need to like add more and maybe that's why because I'm very like anxious person like I'm like I feel anxiety when I look at um like blank space in a way
4: Mm and so I'm trying to fill it with I don't know what
5: what that's interesting what you said that you feel anxiety when you look at blank space (laughs) <laughs> i can't i i find myself lately i can't even get off a screen if i'm alone in a room with myself for more than five minutes i start losing my mind i can't i have to have something on music instagram texting a phone call <laughs> gotta have some <laughs> yeah, I mean, something to like engage yourself right and then i'm like what is
3: wrong with you know like i've realized more of my attention span have just dwindled into maybe like five to ten minute chunks and then I'm like going back to my phone or like doing whatever, you know? On So I totally get that too. Like, I, I'm just like, have I just really sat here with my thoughts? And I'm like,
5: you know what I mean?
3: I, I just, yeah. yeah.
5: Well, it kind of brings me back to, you know what you said at the beginning, like, you know, these images are, are not telling you anything you don't already know about the world, which yeah. is that it's fragmented. We have zero attention span. <laughs> it's completely <laughs> mad- madness. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah I love that but it's just like you know right now the world is in a, in a crazy place um so I I'm almost wondering like maybe these aren't even images that people would want to see you know like there's always there they're already like like madness happening outside mm. so it's just am I even I wonder, like, am I even contributing anything <laughs> worthwhile? Like, you know, um, into the world of making these type of this type of work. You know, um, yeah. So that's like when I like spiral again, and then the, the whole cycle.
1: <laughs> I'd like to know what it looks like for you creating those. Um, is it? Are you working off of like? collages off off photoshop or are you just adding stuff and taking things away out of your head or is there any reference how how are you creating these things
3: um so i'll have like a file of like archives of photos that i'll just like sit down like whenever i'm like on break or like eating or whatever i'll just like go online just looking through like so much random imagery but at that point it's not even I'm not even looking for the image with like concept or anything in mind it's truly just something that visually intrigues me it, like lately I've just been into a lot of like weird shapes so I've been looking up uh, like party interior or like like uh, room interiors um, hmm. and it'll just start from there and then I'll, I'll keep those for like weeks months and um, I'll have uh, I'll be looking through those and like piece together a couple I, I don't photoshop because I frankly like don't know how to <laughs> I mean I'm just like so bad with the computer <laughs> so I'm just like okay I'll just like pull up like five images and then I'll do a really loose sketch like um there are like maybe this figure that I, I like and I, I'll I kind of visually collage it in my head and then do a super loose sketch of it and then when I'm working on the actual piece it's kind of I'm jumping from the sketch and and back and forth from the photo but it's more mm. like I'm responding to the marks as it goes it's it's like the it's more like improvised mm. drawing I guess and then like later on in the stages of the drawing I'll let go of the photo images and the sketch and it's truly just I'm like, um working against the drawing and me so it's like
5: yeah
1: I, don't know. But I think that's at- sure. Oh, go ahead, Sophia.
5: I just was wondering if you ever looked at graffiti for references, because it, it really has this graffiti feeling, too.
3: Oh, uh, not particularly, but I guess, like, I've gotten that before. And I'm like, maybe because I live in Bushwick now, I like guess it's all <laughs> bleeding into, like, you know, my environments. So like, the little time I go, go outside, I'm like, oh, yeah. It's like a of... <laughs> But uh, not directly, because there was a time where I wanted to um, incorporate text into the work and kind to mash those like two styles together. And that uh, kind of came out more graffiti-esque, um, but um, yeah. Like, I, I'm like so bad with like graffiti history. So please don't come at me if like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I want to be respectful too, like. <laughs> so yeah.
4: How,
1: how much does your work change from that sketch you just sort of like plot out and then you're like oh i like this one you know on the little on the little thumbnail and then you go to the painting how much would you say they they change? would it be like uh, you know i'm sure you can't put a percentage on it but is it like drastic or moderately or whatever you know
3: um it's like oh uh, well because the sketch is like just like rant, like uh it looks very like abstract gestural lines and there're mm-hmm. maybe like i don't know like 8 by 10 usually cuz i have like a little notebook that i like through and um so those are just I think it's more like my idea of like uh making myself like feel more at ease I'm like okay these are the kind of energy that you want to put into the piece this sounds so like like foo foo you know and then I'll like approach the work like I'll I like none of the marks are, are the same as the sketch and I I hate resolving the sketch to a certain point because it kind of takes out the fun of the actual piece you know mm. so um mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it, a great way of saying that. I wish
3: mean, it was more planned out or uh, organized. It's just I love the first maybe like hour or two on the piece. And then like because it's just like non-committal, you're just like dancing around the, the paper. And I don't know, it, like there's like full of potential possibilities. Yeah. And then maybe towards the middle I like, like hate myself. And then it's like, I guess okay. And then, you know, it's just a matter of like, okay, well, how do we tie certain knots, you know, or like like have um closure. It's like a weird relationship you're with the piece, you know, like you're like dating and like it's effortless and it's fun. And then the middle of the piece is just like, oh, my God, like, are we actually going to be serious about these things, (laughs) you know, certain decisions we've made? and Yeah, I don't know. I have a hard time like finishing works or letting go of pieces, I guess.
1: Mm, That's so great. You, You said you respond to the marks. And I don't know, I mean, maybe it's because you're a drawer and we don't talk to many, like just, just drawers. Like how, how important is that to you? Because that's a really beautiful thing to think about. You just responding to the marks in the studio. Like, um, wh- I guess what I'm looking for is like, what does that mean to you? Does that, are they guiding you? Or are you following their stream or what what what's going on there?
3: Uh... I think when I say responding to the marks, it 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 means more like trusting myself, if that makes sense. Like down, I think it, it was only like in the past year or so, I kind of allowed myself to um, be more deliberate about my marks without having to look at the source imagery. Um, hmm. So when I say responding to the marks, it's kind of like, uh, what is the drawing what are the needs for the drawing not not what it should look like versus on the on the photo so it's if i if I put down like i don't know let's just say like a like a cup of water in the in the drawing like let's just say like how is this going to interact with the the rest of the piece versus like what the photo is telling me? and so it's more like trusting my instincts in the in the work versus um like this outside source because i feel like if you're just like so tied to the source imagery which i I used to be because i think that's a great way of like um practicing you know um but it yeah it, it made it a lot more challenging for myself and that's why the work takes a lot longer too now because it's just been like like I, I truly have to look at the piece and not rely on like, oh, well, it, it should look like this because the hand looks like this anatomically or whatever. But I'm like, oh, that's not what I'm going for. I'm going for this like like guttural feeling. Um, mm. And I think it can only be come out from like truly like looking in and what the mark is doing on the whole page versus. Yeah, I, I don't know.
5: <laughs> no. <laughs> Sense. <laughs> it's, I feel like you answered a question I was going to ask about this kind of caricature-esque quality that shows up in some of your images. That these faces, the mouths become so huge, or the the hands become kind of ballooned, or the bodies become extended and distorted until until they're wrapping around each other until they they're not even bodies anymore. And I I feel like this is all you responding to this to the image and the image is telling you you know change this let this grow is that is that kind of what you're saying
3: yeah yeah it's more like I'm envisioning the like what kind of feeling do I want and like or or just like this let's say like the body like contorting like how far can I extend this um that gesture of some
4: Mm.
3: sort so it's I think the the body of work with the caricatures, it was—I was really playing with like um, exaggerating the expression or the human form, and then it came out really grotesque. So, like, I would get questions about like, "Oh, are they so grotesque?" I'm like, "Oh, that was just my way of interpreting, like, like how to really push the—I don't know—the the expressions of like the facial features, I guess. So, yeah, I don't know." Mm. <laughs>
1: but you're talking about it in such a sophisticated way. Like, I love that. It, 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 you answer those questions in the way that I was hoping to hear. Cause it's exciting for me to hear that, that you're like actually making images that are coming from you. Like um, I read this uh, actually a book that's great for anyone. Uh, the, the writings of Peter Sheldahl. Do you guys know him? right, for the, he's an art critic, and they've put his, all of his writings together, or a lot of them, I guess, and uh, he talked about, like, de Kooning, and he would say the way that he would activate an edge and rhyme a shape, and it just sound it just seems so clear to me, and it feels like that's what you're actually doing, like, the painting, you're activating things, you're rhyming things in real time, and not just being, like, Oh, the photo looks like this. I gotta make it look like this. You know, you're making work. And it's exciting for me to hear that you're doing that because I don't think many people get to that point.
3: <laughs> I love the activating the edge and rhyme. What is it? Rhyming. Um,
1: yeah, rhyming a shape rhyming. and activating an edge. As you I like saying. that. A lot. It's yeah. really beautiful, right? It's just makes such sense. Actually, yeah, check out that book. It's called like hot, cold. Heavy light or something. The writings of Peter Sheldahl. He's the, yeah. he's like the best art writer. You know, he's amazing. So, yeah. But I feel like I got that sense from the way you talked just then that you're actually doing that, like, like bringing things to life on the paper, not just staring at the reference and and rendering something. You know.
3: Yeah. I. I mean, there's nothing wrong, inherently wrong, with like working off of reference imagery or like, you know, I think it's it's a uh, if that's part of your process, it's great. I think it got to a point where um, because I provided myself these parameters of uh, like a pretty limited, you know, uh, it's limited medium and uh, like lack of color. So I had to ask myself like, okay, what uh, what are the next steps I can take stylistically or conceptually into my work that still makes it interesting for myself and hopefully for the viewer, um, it, yeah. And, you know, I think for a long time I was like, I think when I started the academy, I, I really wanted like to be taught like technical proficiency and like like being able to draw pretty much fucking anything, you know, and then I looked around and I was like, I'm never gonna be that, <laughs> that you know, that like really great draft person. Like, you know, there's so many amazing, uh, jazz people around and I was just like, I feel like I had to do something else in order to um, have my own voice in the matter, uh, I guess. So yeah, that's how it's just been evolving.
1: Well, I think it's a weird thing in art that like rendering a hand the the way that uh, they do in the Russian academic books, that's called good but it it's not really it i mean it is good but it's, it's not way. The, it's one way the way you're talking about it designing in real time is a whole other kind of genius you know that's why well we mentioned to kung that's why he was a great draftsman because he could do that you know as good as anybody else it's like i don't i i i hate that sometimes that that notion of good gets by people who create art not really the ones looking at it gets sort of like hinged on just rendering a a schematic you know what i'm saying
4: yeah
3: yeah Uh, yeah like i i I think it took me a long time to realize that like what are you what are what should i be doing afterwards cuz like you know my old mentor back home like um his whole thing was like if you can master painting or drawing the figure like you can pretty much do anything and i'm wondering like if it's because i put in a certain amount of hours in order to be more confident with my drawing abilities that i then then i was able to kind of create my own rules for myself. Like I'm wondering if I didn't have that training, like would I be able to do the things I do now? So it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like it's that like, you kind of have to like break your own rules, I guess. Um,
4: mm.
3: because you know, I see like these amazing, like be- like beautifully like proficient painters and drawers. And I'm just like, it's it's incredible, you know, like like the amount of attention and um Like you can tell that just like that was, uh, they put in the hours to do that and I have to respect that at the end of the day. Um, It was more like I had to ask myself like why, what am I trying to like get out of this journey? Like, you know, of drawing. Hmm.
5: Do you feel like these drawings have taught you, do you feel like these drawings have taught you about who you are in terms of like identity or voice? doing so many of these drawings uh yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm I'm realizing more
3: and more now like uh like I'm I'm well I guess I always knew I was manic but it was <laughs> it was more um I I think I thrive in structure environments like because it pushes me to kind of like Push as far as I can within that structure. If I'm like given too many options all at once, like I'll like I won't do I won't know what to do with myself, kind of a thing. So, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, and I'm learning more and more now. It's kind of like like I the consistency in which I make work and my studio practice. It's just like like I won't know what I'm trying to say until like maybe like eight drawings down the line has that ever happened to you (laughs) it's like I'm like oh that's what I'm like you know so I never question like an idea I have like it'll be so random but I'm like okay I'm just gonna draw it because I have to and I have this urge and that I'm like because I don't question it like maybe a month down the line I'm like oh that's why I was drawn to it like it's like this (laughs) thing
5: that's my exact experience yeah I I realized later and I'm like oh my god what was I was talking about this thing (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh no (laughs) sometimes (laughs) I wish it would stay repressed
3: (laughs) (laughs) there's plenty of times like that too you're like maybe Uh, not like we didn't have to go that way you know (laughs) know, there there are cringy moments for sure but it's um I still find it it exciting and you know it's funny because like most of the work I just finish up I'm like you know living with them now I'm like I hate everything I've made in the past month but things I've made like maybe six months ago I'm like oh that wasn't they weren't that bad mm-hmm. so I think it's just because you're so close to it or you've been looking at it for so long it's just like, you need time and space away from it so so maybe your relationship with it changes or you look at it differently
5: Definitely. yeah I, I just have one more question I know Marshall's Get gearing up to ask you something, but I feel like we're in this vein, so I want to stay here. Where do you think the work is going to be in 10 years? What's it going to look like?
3: Oh, God.
5: Because, <laughs> oh, like, you made a huge change from, from, like, just a few years ago to where you are now. It's been in, a, like, a constant state of, like, pr- of transfiguration. Some kind mm. of movement is happening so I don't know. Is it going to become more representational again? Are you going to start painting? Like what's going to happen, do you think?
3: Uh, in 10 years? Oh, my yeah. God. I don't even know what I'm like eating tomorrow. Like, <laughs> 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 um, I don't know. Like, I'm I think it's going to be something. Well, I'm hoping maybe something that's um, more like installation or like 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 an entire room Base. Like I love the idea of like building like more of an immersive experience. Um, or like and I really uh uh like I want to do something with puppetry down the line. I don't know, like something like that. So maybe in like That's a so cool. episode, I'll like, get my shit together and like do um more like theater kind of involved, like yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. More like a full experiential thing. Yeah. That'd be cool. Or or maybe I'll like be uh like, I don't know, like a bank accountant or something. I don't know.
5: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> We're going to take that one off. <laughs> I like the other answer. <laughs> like,
3: dude, who knows? You never know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, I that's just, yeah. Hopefully, I'm, I, I hope I'm still making work. I like mean, that's, I can't imagine doing anything else. But yeah. Painting, I don't know. Like, maybe. I I do it like secretly on the side, you know, just to like get my bearings, and then I'll miss drawing again. So I like there's a part of my like my practice in studio that I, uh, paint or bit or like do pastels and stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know what next because I think like after this year I'm going to, I have to. Yeah, I'm like kind of itching to go into something that's maybe a bit more tactile or like something that uh, translates like the, my, the idea that I have in drawing into another medium. And I'm not sure what that will be quite
5: yet. Have you ever thought about putting uh, matte acrylic on your drawing and then painting something on top of that? Uh, may- maybe, I don't, You're, <laughs> I don't know. That, I was just wondering if that was one of your experiments on the side, you said that you paint secretly. Oh. Yeah, I mean they—they they, frankly they, they don't really look like
3: much. It's kind of like like I—I I, I bought this set of watercolors, um, yeah, because I was like, I need something that I can't control, the like, that's, like completely opposite of like the drawing medium, you know. I was like, okay, this is force water. To, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly like a medium that will do whatever the fuck it wants to do mm-hmm. um and it's 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 been really nice yeah I don't know it, it's something that like weirdly calms me because I feel like a child or kid again just mm. because I like don't have no idea what I'm doing but mm. um it's something to fuel my practice in a way and maybe I'm, I'm like planning to just like never show them <laughs> it's kind of just something <laughs> I do okay um,
5: so. <laughs> yeah well that's good though
1: So you're, you're in a position that I feel like a lot of our listeners would want to be in, like getting, getting recognition, being in shows and having like, um, your work out there and your work looks a specific way. Um, do do you feel pressure to keep making that, that same specific work?
4: Uh,
3: yeah, I, I think I'd be lying if I
4: said no, Mm -hmm. you know, like, um, uh, because I was like I think I
3: got really lucky in the sense of like a lot of people were responding to my drawings and um, initially you know it was a very certain style like I was doing a lot of the, the cartoony or, or like party imagery drawing and I got to a point where I was just I I cannot sustain myself making keep making this imagery over and over again and even now like it's like slowly evolved but like you know there's always gonna be some people that are like oh i used to like your previous body of work better or you know (laughs) but at the end of the day i truly think that the artist knows best you know and it's just about like guiding if you want like the and the right people will join you along for that journey you know like and if they don't get it like it's it's fine you're going to find a new audience you know um or like new conversations will come up like regarding your work um yeah i don't know but i i still you know there there's obviously like pressure involved with like the business side of things you know like Mm -hmm. galleries like will They'll like gently say like, "Oh, this is like the kind," or maybe not so gently, more more overt. People have been like, "Oh, you should make this." I'm like, uh, "Thank you for the opinion." <laughs> <laughs> uh, like that mind, you know, because at the end of the day, like you have to be making like what you want. There are there are like market pressures, obviously, or like you know, um, yeah, like what sells and what doesn't sell. But I think if you get that in your mind when you're making work, it, it it's never a good good thing, personally. Like, I, I can't... It, it gets, like, way too into my head, and I can't make the work I
5: want to. Yeah, I think that you're too honest not to make the work that you need to make. I think that, no, even if you do have a lot of pressure, I mean, just from my hearing from what you're saying, it's like, you're going to do what you want to do. And I like that. I really like that.
3: I don't know. I think I'm just, like, a stubborn old lady. I'm just, like, I just, like... I just want to do this, like just let me do my thing, and like hopefully you trust me enough, you know. Like it's, yeah, so- it's just like, yeah, I get it. Like a lot of people uh, on the business end of things, they have more, they have a different incentive in like why they're advising you to make like a certain type of work that sells better or whatnot. You know, yeah. it's like there's yeah. money involved. I understand, but um, like to retain any like artistic integrity i'm like i have to be honest with myself like am i happy making that work i can't remake the same work i did a year ago you know yeah. i i poss- i physically can't like i can't be in the same mindset i can't like you know it's just going to be a, a different interpretation of it mm-hmm. um so
4: yeah it's i don't cool. know like
3: it it seems like i'm just trying to juggle like a bunch of yeah it's a learning experience too i don't really know what i'm doing regarding <laughs> the, the side of things so yeah
1: what do you think the difference are because I, I was looking at your work and noticing quite a shift what do you what what would you say the difference is from a couple of years ago to now in your work
4: um how
3: attentive I am with the work I keep saying like being present with the work but I feel like I am the most present with my work I am now than I have been higher mm. Because I think before I was trying to just get to a certain goal. It was very linear way of thinking. I was like, okay, I had an image in, in place and a photo in mind. And to reach like that point, I have to go through X, Y, Z. And I knew like, like, oh, I'm 70% into the work. And I'm like, like, I have 31% to go. Well, now I think I have to, I don't know. Where that gauge is, I, I truly have to just like look at it and sit so I'll be just sitting with it for an hour and I'm like i uh like do I end it now or do I like end it later and like I, that's like, that's a lot more ambiguous with mm. the work now, so that's why I, I have to be uh, a lot more aware if that makes sense i don't
1: <laughs> no, it's such a nice uh, answer it's like it's it's just it's back to that thing where you're you're reacting in real time to the image. And it, I find that maybe, I mean, I'm developing this on the fly, but maybe what I'm respond to in your work is it's like a rebellion in some ways, because the way you talk about it feels like how a painter talks about their painting, but you're using drawing, which to me, you're like reacting with emotion and I always think of drawing as more of a heady exercise you know like if you think about if I want to go paint a red coffee cup I don't really have to know anything about it to paint it you just squeeze out cadmium red and copy the shape and it's there but if you want to draw it you have to like deconstruct so many different ways you got to turn into value what does red look like in black and white and all that sort of thing and lines and borders volume volume and i think it's maybe that's what i'm drawn to in your work is this beautiful rebellion from in a way reacting to an image like a a painter would but with the more cerebral exercise of drawing you know because it's harder it's harder to move a shape in your medium it's harder to React to it on the fly. You can't just cover it up with an opaque stroke. You know, all your medium is transparent the whole time. You know.
5: Yeah. Like I said that.
3: Yeah, I wish I could cover things with the opaque stroke or like. Yeah. You know, control Z or like I don't know. Oh, I think that's control what Z. I was mentioning. Before. You
1: do know computers, Control <laughs> Z. <Yeah.
3: laughs> it's just like man, why did I put that like value down? Like I can't get to the wide of the pa- paper. You know. Um, I guess uh, I don't know what painters feel like or think so way I'm I'm imagining like, you know, it's the process is like, like, you can just keep going on and on on the on the canvas or
4: Mm
3: -hmm. um, versus the drawing, it's kind of like, there's a certain point where it has to just be like, like, that's like the extent of like, what how much layers how many layers is going to go on top I
5: guess right so um yeah I just wanted to say something I tell my students a lot when I I work with charcoal I love charcoal because it floats on the paper and it, it has this ability to move kind of the opposite of what we were just talking about <laughs> but it has like this fluidity and I always tell them you know it's the closest thing to painting you can get with a dry medium is charcoal
4: yeah. I
5: find it interesting that you use charcoal not graphite and you use it so fluidly and so boldly and they they do resonate as paintings and I also find it interesting that we can't seem to have a conversation about drawing unless it's in the context of painting right I mean like <laughs> A funny thing. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're so connected, though,
3: you, right. I think that's what I'm wanting to for people to know now. I mean, not that people already didn't know. It's like it's not like I came along. People are like, "Whoa, what?" Like these conversations. <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, yeah. It's just they're they're so intertwined in languages. I feel like you know, um, and the 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 medium of charcoal is so forgiving and at the same time like you need control and like like uh but allowing the medium to do what it wants and I like that balance of things and I'm I'm imagining that's what painting is too I don't know like it's yeah
5: what's like knowing I, I think that you have this knowledge of what your medium can do that is so fluid I was talking to Evan Kitson Kitson. Oh, yeah? today. I was actually at his little workshop that he put on for just a few people. And I, I paid and I joined in and I watched him give this incredible lecture today. You guys should check it out if you want to learn how to hatch better. And anyway, he, he loves drawing too. You know, that's, that's his go-to
4: yeah.
5: um, medium. You ever talked to him about drawing? Oh,
3: he was my CFA um, oh, uh,
5: professor, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he, he has He's such great. a relationship with, with the medium, though. Like, yeah, he really yeah. understands how pencil, one pencil comes off on the paper, it makes friction on the paper, and it comes off a certain way. Another pencil, a charcoal pencil versus a vine, vine charcoal. They're going to make different kind of friction. They're going to leave a different kind of mark. Um, and they move differently across the paper. Then he, he talked about modifiers like a brush or a chamois or a blender. Those things shift. Could you talk a little bit about your relationship with your tools and your your different pencils?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, um, I'm kind of embarrassed in that. I mean, I use like the cheapest like Blick brand of Vine <laughs> vine charcoal. I've tried other kinds, but it's honestly like like the best right now. It's like so buttery. Um, I imagine it's kind of like like what Wonder Bread is versus like the like the eight grain bread. It's like you kind of just want the Wonder Bread, you know?
1: So it's just like, it's like, Diet Coke it's like, and Wonder Bread. Yeah,
3: that's
4: great. like. That's just,
1: <laughs>
3: but uh, yeah, you realize the more and more you work on um, like what materials work best and like introduction of like tools. Like I use like a, the brush. The brush kind of like like changed the game for. Um, my drawings, Amaya, uh, I took her drawing class when I was at the Academy and she, uh, she uses that a lot with her own work. And I was like, what? Like you, you can use brushes and drawings?" Um,
5: mm. But
3: yeah, I, I'm not very like too particular. Like there's a certain um, uh, like pastel black that I use, which you can also find it black <laughs> or um, that's like, my, maybe like the deepest, Black that I could find, and that's kind of like my uh, darkest value that I have with my work. Um, it's yeah, it's nothing fancy. It, that's like the I'm I'm a I'm a simple woman. I don't know, <laughs> like with the <laughs> work, it's, <laughs> it's nothing crazy. Maybe I'm just like I just uh, I shy away from like I, I'm realizing more now. I don't like change, and I don't like like. Like I, I like certain foods. I like certain like things done a certain <laughs> way. So I gravitate back to them. And with the uh, vine or Conte or whatever, it, it kind of is like, like, yeah, like what I use on the daily. I don't know. It's nothing like crazy though.
5: <laughs> but you like that the compressed charcoal too, and you like to use that with the vine and the same drawings and Conte.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the Vine is usually mostly for the initial passes. I guess for the most of it. I go through maybe, like, like five of those boxes, like, every week. And I just have to keep <laughs> ordering. Or wow. I should just get industrial size ones. Because within the box, even, there's, like, they have, like, brown. Like, it's more of, like, a brown... Uh, color and I have to toss those out so I'm just like parsing you know this is how like crazy or like oh wow there's probably better like there's different shades of black there's like a warmer vine charcoal within that pack so there's like a pile of like like brown charcoal versus (laughs) black charcoal that I make as I'm working I'll just throw it on the ground (laughs) that's how fucking like like why did I choose to do this like (laughs) you know
1: I love I love the idea that the person across the hall's paintings look just like yours, but brown. They're just (laughs) taking all your tears. Exactly. It's like I'll take. Because it, like,
4: you know,
3: introduction of color, like, fucks up the not fucks up because it just changes the whole, like, you know, the the spatial depth and the light and, like, you know. So I was just like, oh man, I can't have that in this drawing. But maybe one day I'll just make like a whole drawing with those brown charcoal, um, yeah, charcoal. exactly. It
5: just... can be your your step into color. That's what I was seeing. <laughs> yeah. like little baby steps, you know.
1: It's slightly oh, brown vine that was... charcoal. That's so funny. It's
3: like a brown period. <laughs> see.
1: <laughs> do you, Do you think you can know someone by the strokes they make if you never met them? Like. When someone goes into the gallery and sees one of your paintings and the way that you make your marks, do you think they have an idea of who you are?
4: Like,
3: like what type of person I am or just love? Me? Yeah,
1: I would say, um, yeah. What type, of per- or, 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 what type of person you are or do you feel like you've known someone in art history by how they, how they work?
3: Um, I don't know. I mean, like, would they know what type of person? I, I, I guess it's hard to say objectively, right? Because like, I don't really know what people, how people view my work. But if mm-hmm. I can say, like, I don't know. Um, yeah, like, like let's say, like, Julie Maritou's work. I'm just a really big fan of her work and the way she describes them. Uh, um through like interviews i've listened to or like read it makes sense but it's also like what you're idealizing in your mind right and like uh, your um like how you're viewing their marks on the page so it's, it's hard to say you know like you don't really know what the how the artist is going to be like like would you say like if someone looked at your paintings like they would be like oh like marshall is this type of person or sophia is this type of person
5: i think they can I think that we get the essence of a person from yeah. the way they make the image. From that, the, applic- act, the actual application of a medium is actually more telling. Yeah, I think. But mm. I guess I mean, a lot of thinking- it
3: makes sense, right? Like you'll meet like a friend or like somebody that you like liked their work in the shows, and then you meet them in person. Like, oh, that that type of person definitely made that
1: type of work you know yeah yeah exactly
5: but even like in the classroom setting you have 22 students that being in the semester you don't know their names yet by the end of the semester you can look they can all draw an apple put them on the on the wall and say that's Sa- Sa- sally that's derek and you <laughs> yes. know who it is they don't even have to sign it that's true yeah, that that's is true
3: wild. it's all like inherently in us the like our own voice let's say i don't know that sounds so like or your your like whenever people ask me like oh how did you get to this style I'm like I don't I don't know it was more just like it you it just comes out of you you know like we're all going to look at the apple differently we're looking mm-hmm. at the same apple that's a great metaphor actually like we're just <laughs> we're just drawing our own apples <laughs> <laughs>
1: draw your own apple yeah
4: (laughs) yeah
3: it's great
1: I like to think that way I mean I don't know but it's like in therapy you know you could tell a story and it doesn't matter because you're gonna lie a little bit in your story and the therapist isn't even listening to that they're just in between the lines like your pauses and what frustrated you like what you're stammering on there's like a whole like latent content through. And I like to think that paintings read the same way. I don't, I'm not convinced of it, but I like to think that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess
5: you gotta be looking for it. You gotta be playing the, the psychologist
1: a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
5: <laughs> yeah, Ali Benny Sadar said something very similar. He said, are you, when you paint an eye, are you just painting a symbol of an eye or are you painting the eye that only you see, that yeah. only you can see? and i think that's kind of what we're saying about the that's apple. Way more
3: eloquent than drawing your own <laughs> apple. <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh jesus. Like <laughs>
1: Well, i'm so i'm so impressed with your work and and like who who you are and i wonder if putting myself in your shoes i feel like you have a lot more pressure than than i ever did just sort of like people paying attention to you at a young age. Um and I sort of like, I, w- I wonder if, if that's a lot of strain on you in that, that way of, of, or is it fun? What do you think? Uh,
3: it's like teetering that line of, like, I just want to cry all the time. And also just feeling like I don't deserve any of it. You know, like, it just feels like, Um. Overwhelming, but like I, I could have never imagined like my life to be the way it is. But also, I'm like every day, I'm just like it could just all go away, like tomorrow or next year, you know? Like I, I understand like the pace in which everything goes is so fast, or like, and then like people could be showing like so many places in for the next four years and then disappear, and then like, or you know what I mean, like. I just don't know uh, what's going to happen, and that that feels that fuels a lot more <laughs> of my anxiety. You know, I'm. It's so grateful that I even have like uh, a certain, you know, like the eyes on my work, and like. But it does make me wonder, like, you know, the trope of like, oh, the people that just graduate from school, they're they're like getting this intention, and then, uh, but thinking about the longevity of things, like how sustainable is it going to be you know i i think about that all the time and like i mm. but so i just have to tell myself you know like you just have to put in all the effort and like put in like devote yourself to this and like whatever happens happens and um uh yeah don't take anything for granted for sure <laughs> it's just yeah mm. i don't know
5: we had an artist on that said, it's so hard for this person to make work without a show. They need to have a mm-hmm. show. And they, they actually thrive under this pressure. But mm-hmm. I was thinking about it. And I was like, I, don't ha- I haven't had a freaking show. I don't have anyone buy my work. I don't have an audience for my work. I still got to make the work. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, you know, like, if you can just talk about that motivation to keep making the, this, this compulsion to create, it's, it's got to be there no matter who's watching, right? would
3: you agree with that? Yeah, I I, I wholeheartedly agree with that, because I, like, think about, like, maybe two, three years ago, I was, like, in CFA or uh, the MFA program, and I was just, like, I don't think my work ethic or anything has, like, really changed in the sense mm-hmm. of, like, I still make work every day. I'm in the studio nearly every day, and it's just, like, yeah like I think I have to be doing this you know now there's obviously like these uh pressures of like the shows and stuff um and but I don't think I would stop that because it's just hmm. i get I get what the artists mean though like um, um when when you said like like they thrive under the pressure of like this is like the the deadline, and like you have to make like this amount of work for it um Personally, I don't know if i <laughs> if I enjoy that part of it because <laughs> I just get i like I can't plan shows in my head. It's more just like it just has to flow out of me and i um and the concept kind of reveals itself like maybe like later down the line.
5: Mm-hmm. I
3: can't go into it being like, okay, I'm gonna make eight works that's about like x like whatever yeah, it kills then, it, right Yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, well, then like i already if I plan it out, I'm like, I already know what it's going to feel like, and I'm like, it's not really fun anymore. So, but it, it, I feel like it, it makes it probably better to be more organized. I don't know. I wouldn't be like, oh God, like, oh, I need to make like this one work for like this show. Yeah, but.
5: but You're an incredible woman, Anna. Thank you so much for opening up to us and talking to us.
3: Thank you so much for having me on. This was, I'm yeah. sorry it was like me just going a little crazy. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, <Fine>. I'm like <laughs> I was like, oh my god! I like, I'm running on like two hours of sleep, and I just probably sound like a crazy lady.
5: No, it was it was perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a, a, a just an in question that's sort of fun, and because this is a bit of a compliment, but it comes from a weird place. Are you in your newer work? Are you looking at like M.C. Escher? Do you like Escher? uh
3: I like Escher. I don't How's know if i like looking at it directly. What?
1: it has that feel sometimes oh like the, really yeah the shapes and the staircases and it feels like you could just like sort of move around them i don't oh, know wow hmm. <laughs> that's, oh,
3: that's cool. like a really big compliment I do. <laughs> i do like it. he's great he's absolutely yeah. terrific yeah. i want a bonus question <laughs> this is like bonus round
1: like <laughs> we, we sometimes was... do some bonus questions yes oh nice yeah Uh, how has art affected your life?
3: I think for a time when I was like a little kid or like back when I was living in Utah it was a source of my uh, like I I was like more solitude as a kid so it was my way of like you know uh be like when I'm like by myself a lot like I'll be like making work constantly and it was something that I could like make privately and show people and then like it was kind of like oh like they uh we can make friends that way that's like how I used used to think of it when I was like little mm. you know because mm. and um art for me now is I don't know it's kind of like like art is, life it's it's um the source of my greatest happiness but also like makes me cry <laughs> the most I think you know it's like you go on these highs of like you know there's like certain moments in the day where you're like holy shit this is like what I was born to be fucking doing you know <laughs> and then like the next hour I'm like oh I don't even know what's the point <laughs> what yeah. you, doing this? <laughs> I mean, you just sound like a psychotic person you know like and it's just um <laughs> Yeah, I talk to, like, my uh, my friends that, like, if they're not in fine arts or they're doing something, really, like, their professions are very opposite of mine, and uh, I think they view it very, um, it's like a very romantic way. They're like, oh, it's must be so I nice. Just wander in the studio, like, a live cigarette, and you're, like, making drawings all day. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, yeah, it's, it's some days, I don't know, but, like, most days, like, uh, yeah,
4: <laughs> but,
1: yeah. Oh, uh, that's great. Um, <laughs> what's the closest you've ever come to quitting?
3: Uh, oh wow. Um maybe I think I not close to because I, I think like I couldn't do it ever, but um maybe a couple months ago I was just in this really weird dark place in my right. yeah, it was it was really strange. I don't know. It, um yeah, sorry. This is not going to end. <laughs> Good. No, I mean, like, yeah, there was a point where I was just like, like, I just want to, I think I just got way too into my head and like was spiraling um, mm. as I do. And I haven't really um, found another outlet. Like literally some some of my days, like, it, like if I have a really shitty studio day, that's just going to uh, reflect on like how my entire week, week is going to go. And that's probably mm-hmm. not healthy, you know, I need another outlet of some sorts. You know, this mm-hmm. is just, it's just going to like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I think it just takes like more of a conscious effort to be like, oh, it's, it's not always going to be like that. I don't know. Yeah. I think it was just compounded with a lot of like personal stuff too. So maybe a couple months ago, but I, <laughs> I don't think anywhere close to like, really, oh, I'm just going to fuck it all and not ever make art.
4: Again,
3: hmm. have you guys gotten close to seeing?
5: Like, I've had moments where I felt incredibly sorry for myself, even on this podcast, and I felt embarrassed months later listening back to it. <laughs> oh, have you really? Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, I struggled I've, I've... getting in the studio for a long time. I still, but I mean, I'm just starting to realize that I need to let go, and I'm enjoying myself in there now. But, yeah, yeah. Okay. What is the truest thing that art has taught you? Um, hmm.
4: That
5: art has taught me. I don't know. Why? What are with all these like very? Um, <laughs> um. I'm just trying to keep up with Marshall. Okay. I, that's all. <laughs> He's on a roll right now. <laughs> Marshall's
3: like,
4: when did you want to quit this whole room? i like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh,
3: oh, I think it's, it's taught me that, like, it, uh I I I just like. This is gonna sound really shallow. I don't know. I mean, like, our has taught me that I wanna. <laughs> I I wanna be. I like being by myself a lot and i think like i'm realizing more more now i'm becoming more of a hermit slash introverted person i guess i've always kind of known that but it's just um yeah i don't know it's your time like, I, I wow. like
1: it's it's a time for introverts right now
5: <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know it's the golden that, age that's really cool <laughs> it's i like that time
3: with yourself um yeah i don't know even like, I first moved here I, I'd always take a day for myself just to like be by myself and wanting to like go out by myself and like having like those days and I think it's important and I'm realizing more and more now like I I'm just not yeah I like doing
4: that more
3: and art is kind of the best thing to do that with oh yeah I don't know but yeah I don't know more of like a like a it's like grand thing that it's taught me but it's like this yeah
5: i love that art is the best way that you know how to be with yourself to be alone with yourself it's brilliant great love it
1: i have i have one one last bonus question and there's a little bit of flattery involved in it um so i guess it's like it could be two-part but uh what, what makes you a good artist?
4: At least what
3: I try to do with every piece I make is pose new questions for the next one so I'm not repeating myself. Um, mm. So I think like that part of my practice, like it's, it's, um, it's good, I don't know. I'm like open-minded to things, to people's input. Uh, and yeah, and I try to be constantly engaged with the work enough to be like asking you questions for the next one. Maybe mm-hmm. that's, yeah, the answer to what makes me good artist oh i don't know like <laughs> <laughs> i heard you uh, i like heard so you I hate that. saying
4: like, that <laughs> <laughs> no it's great it's
3: great it's a hard
5: question it's to answer like so. Like, oh yes like
3: look i don't know oh god I mean, so like uncomfortable
5: <laughs> everybody responds that way but the answer is always like i always agree with the artist I'm like yeah that's true that's great <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's like
1: yeah I don't know well thank you so much that's a nice note yeah thanks (laughs) Dana this is great I'm glad I'm glad you squirmed on the last question why did
3: you have to do that I mean it's like either the dark questions or the just
5: for fun um take All care right, of yourself, great. and happy drawing i have a feeling you're going to be
4: drawing until mm, three in the
1: morning tonight <laughs> yes this is a nice <laughs> <shot>. <laughs>
5: thanks so much for having me on yeah this is a lot of
1: thanks fun. for coming this yeah. is excellent
5: take care of yourself
0: uh, she is great right she's like so inspiring she's so much energy and life and hope potential what are some things i wrote down while i was editing this Oh, I love this question. Why drawing? What are the conversations that you want to have as an artist? She said, "I want to be around people that are making genuine work." I love that. Me too. Um. And she just speaks so clearly about a process, so confidently. It's such a sophisticated language. I mean, did you just, did you take your notes? I want to see. I want to know what notes you took. And, and we even talked about what it feels like to actually listen to an image as it's being made, which is something that. A lot of times when we're working from photograph or even life reference, we forget that that is like 99% of the damn experience is listening to the picture. What does it need? There's a difference from, from just copying a reference or filtering it through your mind consciously with awareness, you know? It feels different. There's more openness to the image in that way, to the, the whole process. When you kind of embrace that, you know, and she's someone that did. she said, "Oh, we gotta cre- I gotta create my own rules and then break them. Oh, it was great. So much deep painting was done from a drafts person. I mean, she said that she was stubborn, but I think she's just brilliant. Beautifully rebelling against painting (laughs) you know just good luck to you anna i know that your work is going to continue to evolve and change and i wish you continued success and sanity (laughs) uh don't forget to rate and review us on apple podcasts and i gotta say if if you're feeling like you're one of those people who's really getting something out of this podcast please donate it really makes a difference for everybody really Lastly, I'll leave you with the Artgrind Hotline. Tell us how you're doing. Tell us what you think. What's on your mind? What have you been making in the studio? 929-267-4830. Again, that's 929-267-4830. All right, guys. Take care. Stay safe. Bye-bye.
4: Hi, guys. This is Jordan Clements up in uh, Port
1: Perry, Ontario. I just listened to your latest episode with Sean Cheatham. I um, hope I'm saying that right. And, uh, this is the first episode I heard and it was uh, pretty good. He's like an alright uh, sort of guy. Uh, Nicholas J. Thompson up in Ottawa told me to give it a listen. He's a sculptor
4: and, uh, right now in my studio I'm working on a self-portrait, uh,
1: bust in clay and, uh, and trying to finish up some last minute homework for the Academy of Realist Art in Toronto. Uh, doing some of the barbed drawings. So that's what I got cooking tonight. Uh, okay, thanks again and have a good night. Bye.
2: Hi, my name is Emma. Uh, I live in Portland, Oregon and I am an interior design student.
0: Uh, just finishing up um, my first term of my second year. And I'm binge watching your, or excuse me, binge listening
5: your episodes while I finish. My color theory painting uh, for my final project and then I
3: will move on to a bathroom project design project um, a lakeside cottage design project and study for my final in textiles so thank you so much
4: for the great listening and the inspiration to keep on grinding